Hi there, welcome back to Book to Barbell, the show dedicated to giving you the power as the consumer in all things health, strength, wellness, fitness, all of that related. I'm your host, Coach Jordan, based here out of Kansas City as a coach, athlete, and physical culture enthusiast. Not going to lie, guys, this is like my fifth take. Uh, this Tuesday, it's fine Tuesday, 21st of January, it's got snow coming down, it's cold as balls outside, and man, I am struggling getting the words out. So we're going to bullet point this from the beginning, keep me on task and keep my mind going. But the first thing I want to talk about is why 80% of people have already given up on the goal they set out to do January 1 for the year of 2020. It's number one. From there, I want to talk about the four things you can do to stick with that goal or get back on track. And then the next thing I want to talk about is time and training and effectiveness. Just based off of last week's episode when I talked about why certain training plans or nutrition plans fail, well, got some feedback. People wanted to know how can they make training work in the time window that they have if they're working a busy 8 to 5. And last but not least, quality over quantity. Watch this damn documentary about Ikea, which I already disliked Ikea, but now I definitely like dislike them more. And it made me think so much about the products we see out there for strength training, health, fitness, all that nutrition, and how we can use quality and quantity in terms of just our training outside of just buying products. So what our reps and all that look like. So first, um, shout out to the Chiefs. Making it to the Super Bowl after 50 years, super hyped, which leads me back to point one about goals and nutrition. So with all these football parties going on, um, for instance, Monday, my attendance for classes was significantly lower. Was that due to the football game on Sunday? Not sure. (laughs) So if your goal for the year 2020 was to train five days out of the week or six, seven days out of the week, and it's... January 20th or whatever, and it's already dropped off. How do you get back on track? So just by what I received feedback just with my own clients or even just going through things with myself or talking with friends, what are the major points and why people drop off their goals in January? Well, number one, it's fucking cold out. That is like a big deterrent on why people will not train or stick to a certain goal. Even if that goal is just cleaning your house um, every other day. some It's dark, it's dreary, it's 13 degrees out. So how do we stop that from affecting our goal? Change it up. Redefine what you're measuring. So maybe if my goal is to train in six days out of the week, maybe we adjust it. Maybe it's four solid training days. So now I know that I can achieve it and I'm going to put good quality in. And then I'm not going back to that vicious cycle of guilt and shame. No guilt and shame here. So redefine it. Set your measuring stick. If your measuring stick before was, you know, cutting out sugars, maybe we redefine our measuring stick as I'm not going to have a dessert every night or something like that. Again, don't want to really go into nutrition on that part. But with training, instead of six days, maybe four solid days, I hit the gym hit the time I set out to do, and then now over time, because with the thing with the New Year resolutions, I know there's a lot of people out there, especially in health, fitness, and strength, 
you will see that they hate New Year's resolutions. They think that they're bogus. They think that they're like, they're just people that are short term that are going to join a gym and leave. Personally, I'm a numbers. I like numbers. And so like, I think a year, a calendar year is a great way to define a goal. For me, that's much easier to look at a goal. Like I, um, I get a little crazy when things don't start at zero. And so like, even when I was training athletes through the, through the season, I, sometimes their zero is the end of uh, competition season, which could be in the middle of September. And I never liked that. So January, all the way to December, you got your zero. I think it's a great time to set a goal. It's a great time to look at numbers throughout that calendar year and see the big picture. So I, if you've already given up on your goal, let's find a way to step back into that. So the second thing is anchoring yourself to something. And this past weekend for our gym, we had five, five athletes that competed in powerlifting at a local meet. Amazing thing about this was we got to see people that joined our gym purely for, you know, aesthetic reasons, which is, that's most people's goal when they join the gym is fat loss. And now they get to anchor their strength or their goal of body change to a sport and see how that functional mass is now getting put to work. And it's, we're taking out the appearance part of it. So anchor yourself or compete. So another way you can anchor yourself to a goal is, so I like to keep competitions in my mind. So if my goal was now, so I, I changed my measuring stick, so I'm no longer going to train six days a week. So I know that uh, that wasn't achievable for me, but I but I know four would be good and hard for me, so I'm going to go for it. So four days out of the week. Uh, so that's my new measuring stick. I'm going to anchor myself to it because I want to set competitions, but I'm not looking to compete right now, is I'm going to challenge myself to always do it at one o'clock and it's always going to be 60 minutes. Always. I'm never going to go over. I'm never going to go under. So I set my clock for 60 every day at 1 PM for four days out of the week. Now I've anchored myself and compete with myself, which is a different way if you're not looking for an outside competition. Another great way is you look down the calendar year and many people like to run five Ks. So work backwards from that five K that you're going to do in March or April. And then you can set your sights there. So now you have Something outside of just yourself that will keep you on task with your goals. Number three, accountability. So with that being with that being said about the keep anchoring yourself to a goal, adding a another party to keep you on task. So that can be a training partner, your spouse, a friend, a coworker. It makes it uh, more achievable. So. I joked around last night with some clients about how one client one client is successful so far in his nutrition plan because his wife is also doing a nutrition plan. It's funny how that works, right? So if you have somebody that's with you supporting that goal, it makes it much more achievable. And so if you can find someone to get keep you accountable or do it with you, that's another way to get back on task. Uh Another good thing too is hiring someone outside yourself. So hiring a coach to help you get those goals will also be a way to keep you on task. And the last thing, change it up. If if it is something like, um, let's say the big thing with nutrition that I hear for goals for 2020 is like cutting out food groups. 
rather than cutting out food groups, maybe challenge yourself to maybe eat more whole foods throughout that week or your training plan. Are you adhering to a training plan that's super, super hard or super monotonous? Find a way to switch it up, you know, and like, um, add in some fun little finisher at the end or something like that to keep you on task moving through that training, that training style or whatever. Go train with a new friend, bring a friend with you to training, all these things. So like it's a way to keep it fresh in your mind so that it doesn't feel repetitive to you because the ultimate goal and circling back to like why you hear a lot of people that crap on resolutions is because they think that this is not coming an integrative change to a person. I like resolutions if they come goals that you can stick with forever, right? So if this is something that comes habit for you, a good lifestyle change, then 100% fully support New Year's resolutions. If this is something that is short term, not for the long run, like you're trying to drop 30 pounds for a cruise and that's it. And then after that, it's done. It's over. After the cruise, you're like, eh, whatever. Then, you know, that's when I don't full, I wouldn't support that goal even if you meant that if you set that out for the summer. I'm I'm always I'm a big believer that this should be a lifelong thing. You should live to lift another day. And shouldn't just when you wake up one day decide that this is no longer part of your life or whatever. Uh so change up the training plan. That leads me to my next point time and training and effectiveness. So last week we talked about training styles or whatever that do not, you're wasting your ears burning at both ends. So a lot of times burning at both ends. So I talked about, um, overload. So you need to, if you're doing a body weight thing, you need to somehow add load, or if you're doing body weight thing, you need to somehow, somehow add reps or time because you're not adding load. Cause you're eventually going to get strong enough for your own body weight. So you're not getting, reaping the benefits anymore. So time and training effectiveness after that. So someone will ask me, uh, I work at eight to five. I'm busy. I have kids. I have these things or got this going on. I work a second job. How can, how do I know I'm writing a good training program for myself if I'm just on a crunch, on a crunch time, you know, or, uh, I'm a student, so I can't afford to hire you, Jordan. I'm working on it, but what do I do right now? So first off, you don't set your time frame. 30, 30 minutes minimum, 60 minutes maximum. Never any more, never any less. Always go from there. So there's your frame. Pick a primary. So our primary exercise, so it's our squat, our bench, our deadlift, our overhead press, our chin up, um, front squat, those are our main ones. So squat, press, pull, hinge. From there, take six total exercises. You can make three supersets or couplets. So two, two exercises back to forth, back and forth, or you can make three tri-sets, so, or two tri-sets. So three couplets or supersets, two tri-sets. So three exercises performed in circuit, then you move on, finish those, go on to your other set of three, or you make two, perform those, go on to the next two, and the next two. So six exercises total. There are primaries, squat, press, pull, hinge, and then do upper and lower. So quick way to make my workout is I would do, I'm on a time crunch, 
I got 30 minutes to get this workout in on my lunch break. I'm going to do squat. I'm going to pair with chin-ups. I do those back and forth for a few sets, so many reps. Then I'm going to move on. I'm going to go RDL, Romanian deadlift, paired with, say, push-up for this case. RDL paired with push-up, back and forth for so many sets, so many reps. Then I'm going to finish with either some accessory work or some trunk work, so planks, carries, whatever, or maybe some direct arm work So because I love to fill the sleeves. So I'm going to finish with some curls and some tricep extensions. Six exercises, all getting everything in, full body, and then I'm on my way. Another way to do it is you go push-pull. So Monday is my push-pull day. So Monday, lower body push, upper body pull. And then maybe I go every other day. So then Wednesday is my lower body pull and upper body push. For my squat or for my reps and sets, um, quickly, if I'm just trying to get this workout in, maybe based on feel for that day, like how much time I have. But I'll shoot for between four to eight reps for my squat, my deadlift. And then after that, I might be somewhere in the ballpark of five, 12 reps for everything else. And then three to four sets, bam, six exercises. Effective, I hit everything. Um, it's a balanced training plan. So what I look for in a balanced training plan is um, I'm hitting not only a push and a pull on both sides and of uh, the upper and the lower, but I'm also looking to see if I'm hitting different style of movement patterns, so different planes, so then I'm moving well, I feel good, and I'm not hurting myself, and I'm, I'm balanced for the rest of the week so that I'm not affecting my performance in that next training day. Why that matters. So what happens when you're short on time, you want to get a training session because, hey, let's go back to our our resolution goal, which was to train four days a week or whatever it was. And life's hitting me real hard and I don't have enough time. What happens is some, usually people will just go in and pick one thing and be done. Well, if you're going to pick one thing and be done, then it should probably just be squats. Squats and maybe follow up with some chin-ups because then you're getting the most bang for your buck in terms of strength, movement coordination, mobility, and all of that versus I only have 30 minutes by the time I get in the gym, take off whatever, put on my shoes, blah, blah, blah. I only have like 20 minutes. So I guess I just go on the elliptical. No, 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 no. Strength is the mother of all qualities. Always lean and lean hard for the barbell dumbbell movement. Anytime you're short on time, just pick a few. If you got 30 minutes, shoot for six exercises. If it's anything less than 30, then maybe you just do two and you try it. You set your clock for that time and you just keep rotating those. Um, so I got 15 minutes. 15 minutes, get a killer workout, stick with my goals that I'm going to train every day or train four days a week or whatever. 15 minutes, I get in, I jumped on under the barbell and I start doing sets of five of squat. I pair it right into some chin-ups or ring rows, and I just keep rotating until my clock dings, adding weight every time I go through with the squat. 
There, I did two good movements, full body's working, full motor or muscle recruitment. I trained that day. I didn't do crazy shit that made me hurt, sore, weak, tired for Wednesday. It was just nice, easy, moving, getting some strength. And then I'm on my way back to work. So, from the top, 30 to 60 minutes, always a primary movement, squat, press, pull, hinge, pick six. You can put them into supersets or triceps, push, pull, lower body push, upper pull, and vice versa, and be on your way. All right, so for the last 15 minutes of the show, I want to talk about IKEA. So when I was in college, I remember, so I never knew what IKEA was. I grew up in rural Iowa. There might be an IKEA somewhere in Des Moines, but I'm up in the northwest corner. There's not much up there. And I never knew what it was. And then I moved to go to Kansas or KU. And some friends, of course, like it's cheap furniture. So like they're like, oh, yeah, I got this stuff from IKEA. I look it up on Google and it's like this, you know, massive store with all this furniture. I'm betting. I'm just repeating what you already know as a listener. And growing up, a lot of my furniture was something that like was either passed on from another family member or like, you know, we had a workshop in our backyard. So it was like we would just sand it, stain it, whatever. So I look at this bar stool, who, which literally looks like it could be blown over in the wind. And this is like three bar stools out of friend's house. And shocker, one night, you know, big athlete friend comes over, sits down, the bar stool collapses. From then on, I was like, well, shit, I'm never buying anything from Ikea because it already proved my belief that it's a cheap product. And so this this past weekend, ice, cold weather, whatever, before the Chiefs game, so Saturday, woke up in the morning. I like to watch strange shows, documentaries, aliens, all that sort of thing. Another day's topic. But I watched this one called Unbroken, and it was talking about Ikea. And it talks about how they import their stuff, and it's always cheap, and they sell the product at a low price. They illegally get wood from other forests that don't can't do it, blah, blah, blah. And it made me think of how, as consumers, we're always lunging for the cheap product. And when will we learn that a cheap product gives you know cheap results? So there's two folds I want to talk there. Um, the quality over quantities. With training and training style and how you're going through and executing your program, don't cheapen yourself. So don't give a cheap product from yourself so in a sense that like don't sacrifice how you're moving, the quality of reps or whatever just to chase something ambiguous. So let's say, um, let's say that today you, the, you really on the workout, you were supposed to hit 90% of your squat and you know that 90% calculated is 315, but you know, you feel like utter shit today. So you still load it up and you get under it. And what do you know? It, it comes up looking like shit. So your back's crumbling underneath it and all this, you just cheapened your product, right? 
So instead of giving a quality rep there, you gave a crummy rep. You probably felt crummy after it. You probably hurt the next day. And even worse, you just like grooved a pattern neurologically that shouldn't be there. So now we've overall cheapened everything. Instead, you're like, I feel like crap today. I'm going to make a, a good decision here to maybe work up to something like 295, see how that feels. All right, 295 feels like a quality product. We're going to get under the bar. That's our working set. Bam. Now, good product, good result, good neurological pattern or coordination that you just engrooved in your brain. And we're not looking like Ikea, right? Another thing with quality, there's some days where you probably should not just come to the gym, right? And that seems counterintuitive from the beginning of this podcast. And I said, don't miss a day. But there's days where you may feel like crap and you move like crap. So you should probably just like, hey, this may not be quality. So what could be quality from that day? So I don't miss a training day if that's my goal. Is maybe I do something a little different. Going back to the very first thing we talked about is a change up. So I don't want to, I don't want to go away from my goal for 2020. So, um, but I'm feeling like crap. I know Coach Jordan's gonna say I'm moving, moving cheap, not moving like a good product. So then I'm gonna do a change up. So I'm either gonna come to the gym and do something light, light and low intensity. So maybe I do, I tell Coach and Coach puts me on the assault bike or the rower, or I move through some conditioning that's not beating me up, or maybe it's just a long five mile walk with my dog, you know, something like that. Okay, now I want to switch on to the other side of quality over quantity. Quality of your product you're purchasing. So always, I I think this goes without saying, but specifically in the health, fitness, and strength world, um, be very skeptical of a product that swears that they're going to get you results fast and quick and it's only costing you a few dollars right because that's the same principle with the ikea thing like the ikea bar stool that collapses after you know a week of purchase um or on the other side like it may be a decent product but what's its quality in terms of if it's an, a, a fitness related thing and upkeep because we just talked about how 80 percent have people have left their goals and part of that is the like was their measuring stick good is the adherence what's the accountability excuse me so what if you buy you know this this cheap training plan are you considering those other parts of it so like are you going to get the accountability are you going to get the adherence or is the measuring stick good is this going to fit with you so quality there and then um a big thing too, because I mean, working and managing a gym, a small gym or a small private gym that I hear and see a lot, well, this gym does this at this price. Okay. So they, they give you, you know, this 24 hour access and they give you, you know, this cheap price, but where's the quality? Are you, do you get to interact with all the other clients at that gym do you get to do you have a coach do you have a personal trainer do you have someone that's like caring and knowledgeable about your goals or you know 
are you just paying this low end price just to have a low end price? And so like, I think that's what this Ikea thing made me really think of because obviously there's an influx of gym members right now for January for us. And so that's the feedback we get often is like, well, this gym goes for this price, but you also have to remember your product. What are you purchasing? So, and I think that's something that in the fitness world, we need to talk about more often. Um, a lot of people are consumers of cycle bar. Well, cycle bars, apples to oranges to what I sell, but a lot of people put them in the same boat. There's is heavily like rowing and all of that and um, cardio with some strength versus on my end, we are mostly strength with a side piece of cardio, apples to oranges. So knowing what what's your measuring for quality over quantity. Another piece that I hear too is like, the quality, um, not knowing what you're buying. So like quality of not knowing what you're buying. So, um, people purchasing these nutrition, they think they're getting nutrition accountability or whatever from this various online source, but what they're actually getting is a meal template. So again, being a very skeptical consumer on, what you want, what's your quality, and how you're measuring. So when I say quality product in terms of purchasing, that's going to vary for the individual. If quality for you is knowing that you have access to a space that you're working out at um, 24-7, then, okay, that's that's your stick, your measuring stick. For somebody else, it might be knowing that there's a group in a community or a coach there waiting for them. Um, that's all I have today. Um, think twice before you buy IKEA. <laughs> Uh, if you're wondering what I was what I was talking about in terms of IKEA, it's the show Unbroken. It talks about furniture, falling furniture, all that. Second episode. Just to recap, today we went over how to get back on your goals, the four steps, redefine what you're going after, change your measuring stick, anchor yourself to the goal through competition, find an accountability partner, and lastly, change it up. If you're on a, a bind for training, 30 to 60 minutes. Pick a primary, squat, press, hinge, or pull. Pick six. Uh, create a supersets or trisets. Push, pull. And finally, quality over quantity always. If that's being how you're training that day, what the reps look like, or quality in terms of the products you're purchasing to make yourself a better health, strength, and wellness consumer. Um, that is all I have today. Um, keep following this podcast. Please drop any reviews, feedback, stars. Love five star. Um, if you're interested more, I'm creating an email chain right now. You can find me on Instagram at Coach J Helms or on Facebook at Jordan Helms, and I can add you to my group, my group page where we talk about other things related to this. And again, empowering you as a health, wellness, and strength consumer so that you can take ownership of your health and get the results you want. That is all. Happy Tuesday, guys. Thanks for listening to Book the Barbell.